Welcome to the May Contain Wine Podcast, brought to you by Wine, Women, and Wellbeing. I'm your host, Lisa Webb, and together we're going to get to know incredible women doing all kinds of interesting things. So grab a glass and get ready to be inspired by the amazing women in our global community. Hello, everyone. Today, I am speaking with Kara Golden, founder of Hint Inc., best known for its award-winning Hint Water, which is the leading unsweetened flavored water. She has received numerous accolades, including being named EY Entrepreneur of the Year 2017 Northern California, and she is one of InStyle's 2019 Badass 50. Previously, Kara was VP of Shopping Partnerships at America Online. She hosts the podcast, The Kara Golden Show, and her first book, Undaunted, Overcoming Doubt and Doubters, was released in October 2020 and is now a Wall Street Journal and Amazon bestseller. Kara lives in the Bay Area with her family and her three Labradors. Hello, Kara. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So I'm wondering if there is anyone who is brand new and is only finding out about you today, if you could give us a quick Cole's Notes version of how you landed where you are now. Quick version of your story. The version of my story. So I uh, never imagined that I would be starting a beverage company in my whole life. I didn't even think of myself as an entrepreneur. I had started out my career in journalism and went on to tech. And when I was deciding that I was going to stay home with my kids for a couple of years and and uh, spend some time getting to know my young little babies. That's when I came up with this idea based on what I was super interested in, which was health. And I realized that sweeteners were something that not only was in uh, their diet, that I was giving them way too much sugar Uh, mostly not diet sweeteners, but in my own life, I was having a ton of diet sweeteners and not really realizing that some of the health issues that I was faced with were um, that the the diet sweeteners were contributing to that. So more than anything, I got here because I was uh, doing living my life day to day and really focused on health. And uh, it's something that I say to entrepreneurs, you know, coming up with the idea for a business is not something that you can put pressure on yourself to do. I think you just have to sort of live your life and um, see what you're curious about, see what you're passionate about and see what comes to you and then use what you know, hopefully, if you've been in business to sort of say, okay, can this scale? Will there be customers? Will there be uh, more customers in time? And once people understand what you're talking about and how do you actually uh, move the needle forward in in some way to actually build a brand, which is what we did uh, at Hint. So is that where the accidental entrepreneur piece came in then? Because I've heard you say this before and I was kind of wondering what you meant by that and how being an accidental entrepreneur has kind of worked its way into your path. 
Well, that's a really good question. So I feel like the, you know, being an accidental entrepreneur, I never really thought about, okay, one day I'm going to go and launch a beverage company. I never thought I was going to actually go and launch any company, but where I thought that I was uh, probably the most well-suited was to work inside of companies that were uh, progressive, that were uh, disruptive and doing things differently. As I mentioned earlier, I started in the in journalism. It was probably my my most uh, conservative job that I had, which was at Time Magazine initially. Uh, but when I was recruited out of there to go to uh, sort of a, a little bit later stage startup uh, called CNN, um, it was still small oh, just, and just that little it, CNN, no big deal back, back in the nineties. And frankly, you know, the biggest challenge for CNN was, was having cable and households. So it was about 40% of households, uh, which is, you know, if you're a young millennial or Gen Z or listening to this, you just can't even believe that people didn't have cable, but exactly. it was, you know, it was real that only 40% of households had it. So it was so often uh, ideas were there that I saw and watched incredible founders like Ted Turner, um, you know, really scream from the rooftops that everybody needs 24 hour news around the world that is a consistent, um, stable messaging that goes out to people. But when you're limited by technology, it's uh, it can be frustrating and you just have to keep going. And so I loved that. Uh, I ended up moving to Silicon Valley with my fiance. And it was when I came to Silicon Valley that I thought about a founder that I really admired. I was lucky enough to have a Macintosh when I was in college. And that was sort of what I associated Apple with Silicon Valley in San Francisco. It was sort of the only brand to me that really kind of, you know, quickly came up in my mind that I would love to work for. But I really believed that there were two problems that I was facing um, with, with that potential opportunity. First of all, I had no connections to Apple at all. Um, the second was that uh, Apple was down in Silicon Valley when I was living up in San Francisco. So that'd be, you know, a hundred mile commute every day, probably not uh, that doable for very long. And then finally, what I realized is that I knew nothing or, or about technology. And so I thought, who in their right mind is going to give me a job doing this? But while I was doing the research, that's when I stumbled upon a little startup uh, that was a spin-up of Apple that was a little-known Steve Jobs idea that was doing something called CD-ROM shopping. And little did I know that that today would be kind of considered the early days of direct-to-consumer. And a lot of the things that we were um, ultimately uh, looking at and facing, the technology finally uh, today is sort of what we dreamed about. And uh, 
got a job uh, with that, running their business development. And uh, it's something I talk about in, in my book, Undaunted, that again, when you're in it, you have no idea what you're uh, what you're in necessarily. You just know that hopefully you're having a lot of fun and you're learning lots of great stuff. And uh, more than anything, I felt like I was building a puzzle that um, had challenges in front of us, challenges ahead of us. But as I was passionate and curious about what I was working on. And so the net of it is, is, is that working in those roles, those brands, those capacity. Uh, I Again, I never thought I would go and start my own company, but I felt like more than anything, being an accidental entrepreneur sometimes happens when you go and support other entrepreneurs where you, you know, follow their ideas, support their ideas, stay curious about their ideas, but then you might actually have an idea that you want to work on that you wanna go see if you can actually uh, disrupt an industry, make something big happen that you feel passionate about, that you care about. And that's what happened with Hint. Yeah, it's like curiosity is contagious, right? It's one of those things when you surround yourself with people who are sharing big ideas and looking into different things, it's, you catch that fire, you catch the passion of wanting to do big things and dream big, this five people you surround yourself with, they say, right? So it's kind of careful who you hang around with in, in the very best way. Totally. And I think for me, I had never worked on something that was related to health, but I felt like all around me when people talked about health and some of the issues that they were going through, that it was it was something that it didn't matter how much money you had or your gender or how old you were. If you don't have your health, you are really limited as to how successful you feel. And, mm -hmm. you know, you feel like there's this, there's this, uh, you know, chokehold on you if you don't have your health. And I felt like that combined with what I was seeing in, um, when I was looking at industry research around not only the beverage industry, but the diet beverage industry, but also diet industry in general, how there was so much money that was put in to marketing to consumers and many of these things didn't work and or were too hard for people to actually follow. And I thought if we could actually just get people to enjoy water that doesn't have any sweeteners in it, then we might actually be able to help them get healthier. And that was, you know, my mission 17 years ago and the mission of the company today is really to help people enjoy water and get healthier. Amazing. Okay. So if we could talk about your book for a second, Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. I love that. Do you have an example of a doubt that you yourself personally have overcome? Well, I think the one thing that I've seen in, in talking to other uh, entrepreneurs and, and wannabe entrepreneurs is that it's, uh, it's never a straight line, right? And that it's uh, it, it, what I've experienced along the way is that 
you know, you definitely have challenges. I think that the interesting thing about uh, the the life of an entrepreneur is that it's not like there's waves that go that go through um, you know your life. It's more like spikes, massive spikes. Like you have really big highs where, and in our case, you know, we got into Starbucks and we're available chain wide in, in all of Starbucks and then uh, we're not available in, in Starbucks anymore. And we find that out. And more than anything, I wanted to to share with people and and have shared with people over the years one on one how actually so much of the so much of the build so much of the um challenges along the way um you have to get back up again you're going to get knocked down but mm-hmm. the most important thing is that you have to really live undaunted and i feel like every day um as an entrepreneur you're going to face obstacles but you have to figure out how do you you know keep moving forward if you are um like me going into an industry that you don't have experience in i felt like it was super easy for me to not only run into people who were in the industry who felt like they were counting me out before i even got started um family and friends are terrible, right? They, they, they don't mean uh, to do this. They want to protect us, right? They want to protect you. Right. And so that's another thing that I learned along the way. It's just that, and and that's hard because you care about what your family and friends Mm -hmm. say, but they very quickly are telling you how competitive the industry is, um, you know, why you shouldn't do this, why you should stay the course in tech as I was doing, uh, prior to that. So I think that I felt like so much of my own journey could actually help a lot of other people who are going through uh, maybe uh, listening to their family and friends or the doubters out there um, and hear my, my own experience and how maybe that could actually help them whether their own uh, doubts or, or doubters that they're encountering. So Kara, you have so much experience now and you have found so much success. Does imposter syndrome still sneak in? Is it still a thing or does it go away? You know, I think more than anything, what I've learned is you have to focus on you, right? And and I, it's not to say that you're not going to, um, you know, encounter an imposter syndrome along the way as you know, I think that's totally normal, but I think it's, it's almost like treating your journey as, as an athlete would, which is to come back to figuring out what, what can you do, right? That if you're instead finding yourself, you know, feeling inadequate in some way, or feeling like you're not actually accomplishing what another person is, I think that you have to come back to yourself and focus on you because that's what ultimately that's how you're going to end up moving forward and being able to do great things that you, you know, believe you already should have been able to do maybe, but I think it's, it's definitely, um, it's kind of a, it's a mindset and it's training more than anything, training your brain uh, Mm -hmm. to not get sort of distracted and, and stuck on how, 
much more successful somebody else's. And, and instead, I think it also goes back to the purpose. When you actually know your purpose and why you're doing something and the puzzle that you're trying to solve, I think that you, it's easier to sort of reel your thoughts in um, to kind of say, I can't focus on that right now. I need to be focusing on this because the more I focus on this, the more I'm going to be able to achieve. Was there anything specific that was pushing you or tugging on your heart that made you want to write Undaunted? Was it something that you've wanted to do for a really long time? Was there something specific um, or was it just... A, a quick idea. This is, this is going to be my next thing. Or have you, have you always had a book inside of you? You know, I was a journalism major, so I, I always really enjoyed writing, but I think that really what sparked this interest was when people were asking me wh- whether it was for an interview or uh, when I was doing public speaking, people would ask at the end or sort of make a statement about me, like, you know, you're obviously fearless or, or, you know, you've had a lot of success. So therefore there was no question whether or not you were going to be able to do this. And I felt like that was uh, untrue, right. And, And untrue for most entrepreneurs. So that was another thing that I felt like I really wanted to kind of get down on paper, but more than anything, I wouldn't have written a book. There are some people who, you know, dream of writing a book. They always knew that they were one day going to be an author. That wasn't me either. I'm an accidental entrepreneur. I'm an accidental author because I never really thought about it. But when I looked at my journal one day and realized that there were all these stories about really tough stuff that I had been through or, um, you know, lessons that I learned along the way. That's when I thought, gosh, I should actually turn this into a book because it could help a lot more people realize how to become an entrepreneur, get through different challenges along the way. Um, uh, You know, more than anything else, storytell around kind of my own experiences. And I felt like just by doing that, maybe it could actually help a lot of people. And, and frankly, I think about, you know, the, the product hint, it's kind of the same thinking that I, I never would have started a beverage company for the sake of starting a beverage company. My, Mm -hmm. my passion and my uh, kind of purpose really led me to want to help people get healthier. Because when you actually see something in your own life that works, that seems really, really hard prior to figuring it out. That's the thing that you want to take to others, right? Maybe that's a, um, maybe you just figured out something about a, you know, a new technology or a, um, you know, a new diet or, or something that's out there that you think saves you time or, um, or, you know, really solves the problem for you in some way. That's how I thought about it with water, because here I had been drinking diet for so many years. I developed terrible adult acne, which I had never had even as a teenager. And then I also couldn't get off the weight that I had gained over the years. And that's when I really sat there and thought, 
you know, I don't think the thing is to figure out the perfect diet or tell people don't eat 12 cupcakes a day. You know, that's not really what the problem is. The problem is, is that you go back to the basics and just going to say that, right? Just, yes. And, and go back to the basics and maybe it's about eliminating uh, something versus actually trying something new that mm-hmm. is really the culprit. And when I, when I finally knew that I was onto something because I had challenged this in my own life, that's when I thought, gosh, I, I need to do something that's going to talk to a lot of people about this and and share my story. Um, This was 17 years ago before social media was sort of what it is today. But I thought that the easiest way for me to accomplish that was actually to create water that tasted better, that didn't have sweeteners in it. And that would actually pull people in if I could launch a product in grocery stores that actually really helped people to enjoy water and that that could really help people. And, you know, never imagined that I was taking on the beverage industry or taking on uh, diet sweeteners or whatever has been written about me over the years. More than anything, I felt like I was doing something that helped me and therefore could help a lot of other people. And that would make me feel amazing, right? If I knew that I helped a lot of other people do something that they felt was impossible or hard, then that's my legacy. And if I could have that, then that would be a really cool thing to be able to have as a business that I started. Absolutely. And just such a great example of following where your interests lie, following what's on your heart. So I want to ask you, what does it mean to be undaunted? So if someone's listening, they think I have to get this lady's book because I like what she's talking about. What can they expect? What is undaunted? What, what does that mean to your readers? I think more than anything, it's, it's looking at challenges and figuring out how to face them. We all have challenges in every industry, even if we're not working, right? We've got challenges along the way that we don't know how we're going to get through, but we do. And I felt like just hearing other people's challenges, that was the fuel that I needed to be able to get through. So I've always been a huge reader, uh, podcast listener as well, where I want to hear people's stories. And not only do I admire them and the brands more just by hearing their stories, but I also uh use those stories as, as fuel, as ideas to say, gosh, if they can get through, then I can get through as well. And I thought if I can actually just put a lot of these things down on paper that I've been through and a lot of the challenges, maybe there's somebody listening out there that is thinking, I can't do this anymore. And they're, they're sort of living a life of saying I can't versus actually saying, I can, I can try, I can go keep making progress. All of these lessons that I've learned along the way um, that really put your your head into the game and your mindset into the game. So as a new entrepreneur, someone who's just starting out, 
you can probably remember that feeling of your head swimming of all of the ideas. You have to learn so many different things along the way, because all of a sudden you have this idea, but then as a startup, you might turn into marketing and hiring and social media and the planner and the big ideas. And you're doing all of these things. And sometimes it can be hard to turn off your mind and you've kind of grown from a, a, you're not in, in the new stages of startup anymore, but at the point where you are now, what keeps you up at night? What's swimming around in your head that you can't turn off? I think more than anything, there's so many, I always have ideas and I have ideas constantly for changing industries. And, um, you know, one of the reasons why I have a podcast as well called the Kara Golden Show that I'm constantly interviewing people from different industries because I find that uh, entrepreneurs are, they come in all different shapes and sizes, genders, right? They've experienced, not experienced, but more than anything, they have ideas about how to keep moving forward. And I'm inspired by um by those stories but it also makes my mind think about uh you know how what else could be disrupted so i think part of the challenge for me is that i've uh you know i live in the bay area so i'm constantly around just different technology and different ideas and i worked in that industry for a while but then i went into a physical goods business and so um have been able to, you know, see lots of different um, industries, but also lots of different growth that has gone on over the years. And, you know, more than anything, I think I'm, I'm excited about a lot of different things. So I think, you know, kind of reeling those ideas back in and starting to think about, okay, you know, what else could be done here is, is a constant thing for me more than anything else. Okay. I am going to bring over our wine, women, and well-being rapid fire questions to finish things off. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. If you could sit down, have a glass of wine and a conversation with one woman living or dead, who would you want to sit down for a conversation with? I wish I would have been able to have a longer conversation with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I had a chance to uh, meet her at at a conference a few years ago, and she actually signed her book for me, um, which was a fun story in and of itself, because I had gotten the book a couple of days early from a bookstore, which I didn't know that I had gotten it a couple of days early. And so the Supreme Court uh, justice is asking me, how did I get the book early? And I was like, <laughs> guilty as charged. Uh, so funny, but I wish I would have had more time. And obviously with all that's going on in the world um, right now around women's rights, I I think it would be um, incredible. I think about her often and sort of, you know, what would Ruth do would be um, sort of the, the best way to describe it. And I'm, I'm sure it's a uh, It's something that many other women uh, think about as well. What is your go-to well-being or self-care practice? Uh, I would say there's two of them. First of all, I have uh, dogs. My kids say that that now that they've 
uh, gone off to college and I'm almost an empty nester, um, they uh, they say you've just replaced us with with dogs now. So I have three <laughs> Labradors. Uh, I have two puppies um, that are turning one this week. So um, so that is one co combined with uh, hiking. So I live you do two uh, at the same time. Yep, I do. I live in Marin County where there is uh, there are all kinds of trails. I can't imagine not living close to trails because I'm constantly outside walking and, and uh, the dogs definitely get me out in the morning, but otherwise I, I figure out how I can do walk and talks every day. Um, I'm constantly, that is where I find my uh, clarity. Love that. Your favorite book or podcast recommendation. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I have a lot of books. I just actually uh, read this book right here and interviewed for my podcast, but Candace Nelson, The Opposite of uh, of Hintwater, uh, she is the founder of Sprinkles. And <laughs> she talked all about, it's called Sweet Success. It's a great book. And, um, and it really talks about, you know, the challenges, how, you know, she just wanted to launch a cupcake store and, and, uh, everything from the, uh, you know, she was really the first to kind of launch a cupcake, um, chain and then everybody sort of followed. So she talks about competition. She talks about, um, if you remember the automatic cupcake machine that she had put in many locations, I mean, just lots of little things like that, um, challenges uh, that she had when she was uh, bringing in, or or I should say, starting a store in, in Arizona. She talked to me about that on my podcast, actually, about how, you know, she never really thought heat um, would actually have a major right. um, situation on her, on her products at, like it did. And, and so again, like, I just think, hearing her stories, um, you know, definitely different from, from Hint's challenges, but I love, love her as a founder and, um, and love that she's able to sh share, you know, her challenges or failures and all of that. So it's a great book, highly recommended, sweet success. That's the joy of entrepreneurs connecting with each other, because even your business could be so different, but the challenges are often the same, right. Or very similar anyways. What does sisterhood mean to you? I think sharing and, and collaborating um, in, in many ways. I think knowing that everybody has their own challenges. You don't necessarily know what somebody is, is going through or what they've, uh, what they've come from uh, as well. But I think more than anything, figuring out how do you move forward together in a way that really um that really benefits both of you to to have a uh a friendship have a um sisterhood um and more than anything learn from each other and the last one what advice would you give to your 16 year old self You know, it's interesting because I feel like I have two boys and two girls and it's, uh, 
I feel like in many ways, I, I think back when I was their age and when I was thinking about decisions um, that I was making and more than anything, I would know that I could make decisions then that would be very different from what I ultimately want to be doing and what I value more than anything. And so one thing that I would say to my 16 year old self is figure out what you are really most interested in today, what you want to get up and get out of bed for and work on every day, because the people that actually are doing things, no matter what age they are, that they really are curious about and that they feel a desire to be a part of, those are the ones that will be most successful, probably the happiest as well, because their brain is uh, working towards something that they feel really excited about. Perfect. I love the word curious in there because you don't have to know, but if you're curious, that's the perfect word. Absolutely. Thank you, Kara, so much for being with me here today. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? Absolutely. I'm all over social at Kara Golden with an I. And uh, as I mentioned, I'm, I have a podcast called the Kara Golden show where I interview, I find lots of amazing founders who've built brands and companies. And I uh, ask them all kinds of questions um, as an operator uh, about their business that I think are, you know, really exciting to hear, um, but also inspiring to hear. So that would be the best places. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kara. Thank you. Thanks for listening, friends. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and recommend us to a friend. Head to winewomenwellbeing.com to find out more about what our community is all about and reach out to us on social media. We'd love to connect. Until next time, stay classy, stay kind.